You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Deep Chica is incredibly gifted in lead generation, turning your potential clients into paying ones. As a graduate of Marie Forleo's B-School, she has been featured by Marie for her incredible story, and you will hear a portion of that today. Deep Shika, thank you so much for talking with me today. My pleasure. It's so good to be here, Ali. <laughs> so first, Dee, tell us about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Deep Shika. I am the founder of Socially Group. I'm a lead generation expert and a business mentor. And I work with uh, female entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants, and I help them grow and scale their business uh, and get recurring revenue, consistent leads without paid traffic. Okay, so we we met last fall, and I've just been like enamored with your success in being a lead generation expert. So, talk to us about kind of what led you to go down that path and like specialize in that area. Yeah, definitely. So, I started my business over like two and a half years ago, Ali, and. When I started, I started as an Instagram expert. So one thing that I knew about starting a business was that it's super important to be known in a specific niche so that, you know, you can become an expert in that and you basically are easily referable to people and you, you're known for that mm-hmm. industry. Um, so I did that for quite a long time. I did that for at least like one, one and a half years. And I was very, very known in the industry, in my community, um, <clears throat> You know, I've done Marie Folio's B-School and anytime anybody would think about Instagram, they would think of me. So people were tagging me, people were coming to me. I was getting referred, you know, one after the other. And what I, so my specialty in Instagram marketing was a little different from what the industry was teaching at that time. And the industry and all the influencers in the industry and all the people who were teaching Instagram were like, we'll show you how to get 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers. And I was saying, I am not going to teach you how to get followers. I'm going to teach you how to get clients from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So my market wasn't the influencer market. My market were the entrepreneurs. So I was very clear from the beginning that I, like what brought me joy was working with entrepreneurs. So that was a differentiation that I made. And that's why, you know, among the entrepreneurs, I was very, very known in the Instagram industry. What I noticed, however, was Ali, that when I would work on people's Instagram or I would give them the strategy or I would mentor them or coach them, I was teaching them how to get clients or leads from Instagram. But then when the leads would come to them, either their sales page copy wasn't great or their offers weren't really aligned or you know their sales conversions were very low. So those leads would, it would be very hard for them to convert those leads into paying clients. So I would have actually go into their business and then look at their website copy, look at their landing pages. What else were they doing in their marketing? What was their sales funnel? And funny enough, I was so deep in their business and I was like, okay, I might as well just call myself a lead generation expert (laughs) than uh, just an Instagram expert. And I firmly believe that the process that I have, the, the method of lead generation that I have um, it's, it's based and we can definitely go deep into that as well. It's based on, 
um, you know, timeless principles. These principles are legendary because they are not based on what's the current tactic or what's the current, like the, the hottest Instagram platform or the hottest social media platform, but it's based on, you know, neuroscience or it's based on universal principles or basically how humans behave. So it wasn't so much about Instagram per se, but it was about the strategy that you can really apply to any platform. So I then thought that, okay, now that I've established myself in the Instagram industry, how can I take this and scale it? So that's where, you know, the lead generation expert came into picture. And obviously you've, you've had a ton of success with that. Yes. I would love for you to share with the listeners, just some small tweaks that they could make on their own to kind of give a, a little bite of what it looks like working with you. Sure. So I think one of the main things, and you know, they, these things, these things, they seem pretty simple and they're like, really like, that's a no brainer. One of the things that I have seen in the industry, Ali, is that there's so much emphasis on funnels and, you know, wire trap and Facebook ads and this and that, that we've forgotten that leads are actually not hot, warm or cold leads are people. They're not coffee. Right. And when mm. we start seeing leads as people, the first thing that if you can do and anyone who's listening is go start connecting with people, right? Send them a thoughtful message, start creating relationships, then start seeing people as, you know, leads or, you know, this is a sale call that I have to convert. When you start seeing people as people, as who they are, and then start thinking about, okay, how can I serve them? How can I help them? That is the game changer. And it seems very, very simple, but it's very hard these days for people to do that because we've been so conditioned. We feel like, you know, I was at a conference a couple of months ago, actually, yeah, a month ago. And, um, you know, it was a social media conference, Ali, and uh, there were a lot of people from across social media platforms. And I met this guy who was a Facebook ad expert and we were introducing ourselves and he said, oh, that seems like a lot of work. I'm lazy, so I'm just going to put money behind my funnel and get more leads. And that's what it is. It's a lazy approach to, mm. to getting people. But at the end of the day, you want to be working with people. You, this, the people that I work with, and, and same with me, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Ali, is that we have bigger missions, right? It's not just about making a buck and then being done with it. Mm -hmm. We have a bigger mission of inspiring women or we have a message to, to carry forward. And that can only happen when you are really creating those one-on-one -on -one connections with people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a huge part that is just simple and like back to the basics of what yeah. this is all about. And um, totally. often kind of forget that. And, uh, that's, that's just a very easy switch that you can make, um, to, to kind of get back in that correct mindset. Totally. I mean, you know, we talked about the smallest tweaks your listeners can make and I would, the smallest tweak is going back to the grassroots level, like really, really starting small and going back and saying that, okay, who are the, you know, three people or five people today I can connect with it just from a pure form of connection because a connection can actually lead to a collaboration, which can lead to more people buying your stuff. A connection can lead to referrals. A connection can lead to a direct sale, right? So not seeing them as, Oh, how do I get that person in my sales funnel so that he or she buys from me? But how do I make a connection with them and make it possible that, you know, it's like a, a, a win-win for both of us. Mm-hmm. 
Now you mentioned uh, Marie Folio's um, B school and mm-hmm. you had the opportunity to be featured by her as yes. a graduate. And um, they, you all did a, an amazing video about oh, your you. testimonials. Uh, it was so fun to watch. Um, Cause it was like, thank oh you gosh, for watching. Oh. <laughs> so tell us about that experience. What, you know, kind of why were you chosen and um, what that experience was like? Uh, well, why was I chosen? I, I think you have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked myself that question a million times. Uh, but I, I think I was chosen because I was, I'm a, I'm a rock star. <laughs> yes, That's you are. I was chosen. That's right. <laughs> So uh, I did B school uh, two years ago. I did it in 2018 and 2019. I had made six figures and I had always been very open about sharing my journey. And again, it brings back to the basics of creating those connections. So while I've been creating connections with my clients and with my future potential clients, I've also been creating a lot of connections within the B-School community with my peers. So people know me, right? People know that there is this person who's, you know, who started as a stay-at-home mom and who, who's had the success. And I've shared my story again and again. Uh, the experience was fabulous. Um, I was very, very fortunate to be chosen as one of the seven people among like thousands and thousands of people who've done B-School. It was uh, such a great opportunity. Um, I remember going to the studio uh, where, you know, Marie TV is filmed and thinking that, wow, like this is what I used to watch when I was thinking of starting my business. This is the room that I used to watch. And now I'm standing here. I'm going to be sitting on that couch. So it was very, very surreal for me to be there because Marie has been a really big, huge driving force um, in my business. And to be interviewed by her to, you know, get to talk to her was amazing. It was just the whole experience was amazing. I am... um, Again and again, every day, floored by Marie and her team on how seamless they are. They're so good at what they do. They're seriously people, a person. And, you know, it's a great lesson for us, too, that as you grow, it's so important to take care of your people. I take care of the thousands and thousands of people who are buying your course and they really do that. So, I mean, it was, it was such a fabulous, it was such a surreal experience. I couldn't even believe it. Like, you know, I, and now after this, all this lockdown and everything that has happened, it feels like it was a million, million years ago. <laughs> totally. I can't even imagine going, we, did we go into New York? Like among like thousands of people we were walking. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like that, but it was, it was a beautiful experience. It was, uh, you know, not only was it amazing to have met Marie, um, you know, on a one-on-one level. I had met Marie before, but it was more in a, you know, group setting. But, you know, talk to her team, um, c- make that connections with the team, be in the Marie TV studio, but also, you know, just meeting other B-schoolers who had done the same. Because, you know, at the core, I, I feel like at the core, all us entrepreneurs are the same. We have like similar stories, right? Mm-hmm. They might be a little bit different. They, they, some people might have taken a different path, but we just connect at the core. And I remember seeing, you know, feeling that with you also, Ali, when we met in New York mm-hmm. um, a few months ago, that we just have like same kind of like, um, you know, inspiration behind our business. We have the same message and it's just a different, beautiful kind of connection. So that for me was also 
a huge thing to connect with other B-schoolers and really see their journey and their stories were super, super inspiring. And what I loved about that segment and and just to your point in general about meeting other entrepreneurs and just it's a feeling of uplifting and support that mm-hmm. I never felt whenever I was in corporate America and meeting other people in corporate America you know you're kind of just like hi hi shake hands it's a transaction like I need yeah. to work um but there's something about when you are driving the business and you're the the solopreneur mm-hmm. that it really just changes the game every time you meet somebody that is in the same boat that you are because oh, yeah. you, you kind of like make that um connection on a spiritual level almost of like hey I know what you've been through I go through it too we're one exactly. in the same yeah, totally. And it's almost very, very difficult, Ali, then to go back to your same circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you feel like, okay, I am totally do not belong here anymore. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I have to say, so I'm assuming you would recommend B school for anybody looking to start a business. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think B school is gives such a good foundation to start a business and um I mean, I, uh, after my interview went live and there was a, there was a brief uh, YouTube video that they had released, which we had actually filmed, um, you know, in, in fall last year and that went live and that actually got a little bit mini viral. Um, and I feel like they did a beautiful job. I can definitely say it for myself is not only highlighting my success with B-School, but also highlighting my story. Mm. So, And that's what I want to talk about here as well in terms of lead generation and in terms of, you know, having your business and, you know, marketing your business in social media, that it's so important for people to to know you as a person. And the best way to do that is, you know, sharing your story. So not only there were so many women who were messaging me, asking me about B-School, they joined B-School. There've been so many women who joined B-School and then they now want to work with me as well. Mm. So I feel like it was such a good feature. And, you know, your question too, like, why do you think, like, why, you know, why do you think you were picked? I feel like I was picked because of my story, mm-hmm. you know, and sharing a story is so, so important with people. And, you know, every story is important. Every story needs to be heard. It's so super important when we're doing business because stories makes us relate to the other person. So there were so many women who were coming to me and they were like, I totally relate to that. You know, I, I'm the same. And, you know, I, I they relate to me and they like me and then they're in my community and then sooner or later they want to either work with me or they just want to be around me you know yes that's really cool yeah it's a it's like a full circle moment oh yeah oh absolutely okay so i want to get your thoughts on the current state of social media so mm-hmm. like i have this personal hatred for twitter and i every time i can like say i think twitter's dying i say it Um, so like, do you have any strong feelings about platforms out there or is there one you absolutely love or one you hate? Uh, Yeah, I think it goes with time. Uh, I mean, it changes. Um, Instagram was definitely my first love. I feel like Instagram, when I started my business and this was again in 2017, uh, Instagram was not only the hardest platform platform at that time it it just showed a lot of potential you know there was so much like freedom and Facebook was becoming one of those platforms which was only for like you know uh, 
having these political conversations and, you know, you would post something and then there would be like 10 people coming out of the woods to like, uh, you know, really, really take you down. Um, I felt like Instagram was a platform which was meant for creatives. It was um, meant for entrepreneurs and there was just a different level of population. I feel like Instagram has, does not, did not hold up to my standards. Mm. <laughs> now in 20, like, you know, late 2018, 2019, there's just so much that they've changed um, and it seems like the same as Facebook now. So uh, like right now, honestly, Ali, what I am loving is having my own Facebook group. Mm. So I have my own Facebook group and I am absolutely loving uh, that because it is close knit. I choose who I let into that. And there's just some beautiful, awesome conversations that we can start. So it feels more like a community rather than me, like, you know, going out in the world and trying. And, you know, I, so like, you know, you said Twitter, like I'm the same with Twitter or TikTok, or I feel like I don't want to try so hard. Like, I don't want to play by the rules. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not someone who plays by the rules. So I don't want to be told that I need to have like a great, or I need to post at 12 p.m. every day. Like, I don't want to be told that. I want to go there and, you know, say my thing and all the people who want to hear my thing, they can be there and listen to it. But if you're going to make it super hard for me to like, you know, break into my market, then I might as well go somewhere where I'm being heard. Um, So Instagram, although like I do use Instagram a lot, as well and there's definitely a lot of potential still right now in this moment I'm just having so much fun or on my Facebook group I love that I mean I feel like that's a similar sentiment that I've heard from others of just like that community is really what we're all longing for and looking for I mean because you can get a million opinions on actual Facebook like you said and Mm -hmm. you can get all the likes and you know at a certain point you know, you look at Instagram and you're like, okay, like it's just, I'm, it's just likes and comments, but like really having those deep, meaningful conversations on Facebook groups are what people are gravitating towards. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost, I feel like Instagram had that opportunity, you know, to create Mm -hmm. that community like environment. But I mean, of course, you know, I, I would also say that there are so many people out there who misuse Instagram like no one's business like these days the new thing is when you post a question they'll all there'll be all these uh, bots that will come in and answer that and it almost feels like you know where are the real people are real people even on Instagram anymore oh I know 100% you're so right I mean everybody's just like I was asking a genuine question why do I have all these like hey what what's your favorite color? Like a question yeah. back to your question. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Clearly, you're a bot. But <laughs> like the people that are like asking, I, I love my favorite question to ask on there is like, what are you watching on Netflix? Because when yeah. I go on there, it's like a C, and yeah. uh, you know, getting seventy five percent bots to yeah. the four or five genuine comments that you get back. It's like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Instagram is the DMs. So that's where I mm. you know, can have one-on-one connections, create connections. So I really don't care about how many likes am I getting, how many comments am I getting, or even how many followers am I getting. Mm-hmm. But if I see someone who I feel like, oh, I, I would love to make a connection with them, I would send them a DM. That's, that's my number one thing to do. I love that. What do you, so 
on that same point, what do you find that female business owners, what is the biggest mistake that they are making in their business or on social media uh, that maybe just like gets under your skin that you're like, oh, I wish they would change that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes, and I wouldn't even honestly call it a mistake. It's just probably like a startup problem, you know, dealing issues that we all go through is uh, not being consistent. Uh, and mm. I feel like there's several, several reasons for it. And, um, you know, I definitely feel like the online course industry, everyone thinks that they can create an online course and they're going to be making money in their sleep. What they don't understand is that the, all the people who've created these like really successful online courses like Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo, James Wedmore, and all those influencers, there's a lot of work behind them. Mm-hmm. right they, they have years and years and years of work that goes behind that so it's not that they just woke up one day created an online course and ta-da, they're a millionaire um, and like one thing if you notice in every successful entrepreneur is that they have been consistent I mean Marie TV has been going on for so long I mean I, I don't even know like people can go back and check out the time when Marie used to do Marie TV from her webcam in her kitchen. Wow. And uh, same with Amy Porterfield. She has been, you know, releasing content for ever so long. Same with Jasmine Starr or James Wedmore. They've mm-hmm. all have one thing in common that they are consistent in whatever they're doing. Right. And most of the time it is free content. Like they've been providing so much free content. I mean, hats off to Jasmine Starr. She does this Instagram live every week and she does this Facebook live every week, like no matter what happens, I've been following her for like years and years now, she shows up for her audience. Mm. And I feel like consistency is something that really pushes you forward and it makes you better. And what female business owners or any business owners they're doing is they would, they do some, they practice something which I call start and stop visibility. So they will start something and I've done it too, Ali. They'll start something and then they'll stop it. They'll start something and then they'll stop it. Yeah. And in my experience, that is the number one thing that will never get you anywhere. I mean, think about it. If you wanna, wanted to learn, let's say to ride a bike, you would have to ride it almost every day to learn it, right? Or if you wanted to lose weight, you would have to go to the gym consistently or you would have to eat healthy consistently. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're doing anything consistently, you're going to have results, especially with online business. So online business is something that we need to have the consistency. That's, that's absolutely the number one thing. I feel like if people can do that, if they're consistent in something every time, not only are they going to get better at it because, you know, it's, it's proven that if you're doing something consistently, you're going to get better and they're going to be more visible and people are going to start noticing them. I love that because how often do we get stuck in our heads and think, yeah. oh, no one's, no one's paying attention. No one's reading this. Yeah. Uh, why am I wasting my time? But really, do people notice that? I honestly don't think so. And, you know, in order to influence millions and millions of people or in order to have a course that thousands and thousands of people buy, you have to start with one. Mm-hmm. So you have to really, really go grassroots. Again, you know, the, the smallest tweak that you can make is go grassroots and start creating something, start doing something, but consistently. If it's, let's say like, you know, you have a podcast, Ali. If you were going to make a podcast like once in three months, it 
it's no use, right? You right. have to be consistent with that. Same with, you know, if you want to gain traction on Facebook or Instagram or your email, you have to be consistent. So start with one person and then, you know, it's a ripple effect. Then you affect like two or three people. Then you impact five people, 10 people. And then it keeps growing from there, but you have to start with one. Okay, so aside from being consistent, what is one actionable item that listeners can go out and do today to help their business? I think one thing that anybody can do right now is go out there and start making connections. So look at your list mm. or look at your you know Instagram followers or your Facebook friends and just send you know three or four thoughtful messages. Don't send a cold message that, hey, I'm inviting you to my Facebook group. You know, go look at their feeds, find something common, start a conversation somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, think about yourself going to a party. You're not going to say, hey, you know, I, I have like my jewelry in the, in the bag that I sell. Do you want to buy it? You're going to, you know, start a conversation. You're going to compliment them on their dress or, you know, ask them where they live or ask them what they do. So think about that. You know, start a thoughtful conversation, look at them as people, not leads. And, you know, I would say stretch yourself, even if you can do 10, see where it goes. If you're going to reach out to 10 people, maybe five will respond back. Maybe you'll get on a call with three people. Out of those three people, two people might be great referrals. You know, you can, you can maybe, but one, one of them will send you a referral. One of them would be a great collaboration. And the third one could be a client. Mm-hmm. So start making those connections. Anybody can do this. All of us can do this. We all have like people around us that we don't even pay attention to. That can be our connections. And that's a great use of your time because just as you said, even if they don't become a paying client, yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to benefit you in one way or the other. And not just you're not just doing it to benefit yourself, but you are building those connections beyond just somebody following you and liking your stuff occasionally. Oh, absolutely. I always like to tell the story, um, you know, to my clients on how I got my first, um, you know, four paying clients actually. So when I started my business, I was kind of like freelancing and I already had two clients that I was freelancing with, but every blog that I read, every like podcast that I heard it said that you need like first three paying clients officially. And uh, I think the, this is number three because once you have like three testimonials or three clients, it's easy to get, you know, more. Mm. So my only goal, I started my business like fall of 2017. My only goal in 2017 was, okay, I'm going to get my first three paying clients. And I saw this uh, course that came out, which the name of the course was how to get your first three paying clients. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to buy it. I didn't have any money at that time, but I, I still bought it, put it on my credit card. And the course was all about, you know, you go, you post like 50 times on a Facebook group or you reach out to, or um, you do those ICA interviews, or you post, like you post regular content. And um, every time, uh, like one of the strategies that the the course was said was that you have to find 20 groups um, and then post three times in every group every day. Wow. Um, And that's like, what, 60, 60 posts. And Mm -hmm. all, all those posts should be relatively different. They can't be same because most of the people are same. 
And basically what the, the point was that what you're trying to do is you're building credibility. You know, you're going and posting useful content. Mm-hmm. And Ali, I was a new mom. I had a one-year-old and I had like a five-year-old in my house. And I was A, sleep deprived, exhausted. And mm-hmm. I had very little time. And honestly, every time I would go, open my laptop and go post on a Facebook group, my body revolted. It was like, I couldn't do it. Mm. And one day I opened this, I was part of a Facebook group, which was kind of like a local Facebook group. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. What if like, I actually like these women. Why am I, why am I treating them as, you know, lab rats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like them and I like their business. So how about I just, you know, send them a message and say, hey, you know what? I am new in my business. I do Instagram marketing. I know you use Instagram. How about we get on a call, get to know each other. Maybe I can give you some Instagram tips. And so I did that and I got 10 people on the call. And out of those 10 people, what happened was I, uh, you know, I would give them some kind of Instagram tips. I would tell them what they can do. And at the end of the call, they would tell me, oh, can you do that for me? And I would say, yeah, of course. And I would tell them my price. And what happened was not everybody bought, of course, but I got four paying clients from there. Wow. Really, really interesting out of that, out of that whole thing is that now this has been two and a half years. Within those two and a half years, all those people who had bought from me or not bought from me, they continued to buy from me. Some Mm. of them have, and my business has grown and my packages have grown. You know, at that time I was charging $1,400 per month. Now I charge five figures. So, you know, all those people, they continue to invest in me. There were some people who continue to buy like small things from me, like workshops and all. There were Mm -hmm. some people who have bought like bigger packages. All of them have been my brand ambassadors. All of them have been like people who would, you know, show up for my free stuff, you know, share my stuff. And, you know, really cheer me on. And I was doing a little calculation this past month. And a total of those people, I've probably made about like 50K from those people in the two years. Mm-hmm. And it was one connection, one message to 10 people. You know, and I think it was a Facebook post where I said, hey, does anyone want to do this trade? You know, I would, I would give you an Instagram trip, tip, sorry. And you can, you know, uh, tell me something about yourself, about your business. And it will be like a win-win. And those connections have helped me so much, not only in terms of revenue, but also in terms of like, you know, brand presence. Mm. So I think we overthink this thing so much. Like we overthink that we have to do this. We need this setup. By the way, at that time, I didn't have a website. Um, I didn't have like branded photo shoots or anything. All I yeah. had was my account. So we, we really overthink in our head that we need ABCD. All you need are, you know, 10 or five or even like three good connections. That is huge. I love that. (laughs) That's a great one, Dee. Thank you. Okay. So switching gears a little bit, the podcast is all about breaking the stigma that self-care is selfish or a negative connotation, but Uh really focusing on self-care as a positive addition to our life. Uh So what are your favorite ways to be selfish? Mm, That's a good one. Um, I absolutely hate the word selfish (laughs) (laughs) because it's, it's such a, such a negative word, right? Yep. When, when we say selfish, we feel like, okay, we are not 
we are removing other people, but we are doing something which is in best interest of us, but not others. But the fact is that everybody needs to be, I would say, um, what, what would be the other word for selfish, Ali? Let's let's create a new word for selfish. What would be? What would you say another word for self selfish would be? Gosh, that's a tough one, right? There's yeah. No yeah, but like taking care of yourself, right? Because when we take care of ourselves, we are actually including other people also. Because when our cup is full, we can be a better spouse, we can be a better mom, we can be a better friend, a better entrepreneur. So first of all, like I think my business started as a way of me being selfish, just for the lack of a better word right now. Mm. Because I uh, started my business, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was... Uh, I was someone who loved being a mom, but I just didn't want to be a mom. You know, I didn't want to be just a mom. I wanted to be more and I knew I could be more. So my business started as a way of taking care of myself and filling my cup. And even now it has been like that. Um, I mean, I do a lot of things for myself. I, I you know, take a long time, take goal, take a long walk, listen to a book. Of course, right now we are all in quarantine, but my family knows that mommy needs her time. <laughs> if she gets her time and if everybody she gets to do her thing, <laughs> everybody will be happy. Everybody will be, you know, well-fed, well-looked after. But if yes. mommy doesn't get her time, then mommy can be very, very cranky. So, you know, first of all, like my business is a way for me to be selfish. It is, um, like I didn't, I didn't start it because I wanted to, um, have some accolades or, you know, get some wins. Uh, I started it because I really needed to fill my cup. I really need to feel full from inside. I needed to find my own identity other than the identity of being a mom, a spouse, a wife, um, you know, a daughter, a sister. Um, so that, that is my number one thing, Ali, even today that I absolutely love, love, love my business. I love my clients and that is my way of filling my cup every day. And that's a great position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I mean, always, I, I definitely could be doing more of exercise, I think. <laughs> I could be doing more of taking care of myself. I feel like I, I don't. Sometimes it's very lopsided. Sometimes I would work more and not take care of myself on a personal level. Um, I definitely think I could be doing more for our world. Mm. Um, the definitely things that I want to do. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to do more for you know um, the less privileged. I definitely think I could be doing more there. So there's always things that I could be doing more or even better. I, and that's what, that's the best part. That's what keeps us going because right. if I feel like I've done it all, then I would probably not even grow. Yep. That's what keeps us setting our eyes on what's next. Totally. So speaking of that, what's next for Deep Shika? Oh, so, um, that's, that's a really good one. Um, What's next for me is definitely doing more of what I'm doing right now. So, you know, I am on a mission to empower women, encourage women, inspire women, 
to be more of themselves in the entrepreneurial world. Um, I do that with my work. I love working with women who want to take their business to the next level. They want to grow their business and I want to be doing that more. So this year is going to be all about that. Uh, another thing that I, and I would love to chat with you about that, Ali, is um, I am um, thinking of starting my own podcast. Yay! Yeah, Great so I would, love, I would love to get some tips from you. For sure. And yeah, so I feel like that would be another outlet of mine to be able to inspire and encourage a, you know, a lot of women outside. Um, that is something that I'm very, very excited and a little scared about as well because I have no idea how to start a podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm your girl. I'll help you out. I think Thank it's a great you. idea because you've you've got a lot of great insight to share and I'm so grateful that you shared just a a small portion of that today um and I'm just really glad that we've had a chance to meet and connect and can't wait to continue to follow you to see what your journey holds for you. So thank you for talking with me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.